The real estate world is changing. Opportunity is everywhere. It has never been so easy to connect, share, and bring people together. We're learning from others and finding the very best in ourselves. Challenging our beliefs, overcoming our fears, transforming ourselves so we can transform our business. This is Investor Creator. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Brad here with Investor Creator. And today we're going to be talking about do we want our notes to cash out or our defaults in our favor? And so let's just kind of preface it by saying this. If you're new to the podcast, my business is primarily in the business of creating owner finance notes. So what that means is that we're buying a house, we're selling a house with owner financing. And within that, we're creating notes and deeds of trust or notes and mortgages. And so really what we're after is the payment stream. We're after the monthly cash flow instead of these big cash pops where we continually have to work and work and work. And we're only as good as our last deal. So we want to create a portfolio of notes, note income for what we do. And there are various ways to go about that. And so kind of how all of this came about, a couple of days ago, I had a conversation with a guy and it kind of bothered me. And it's something that I wanted to touch on the podcast. So to put it in perspective, he's a newer investor, a nice guy. I wouldn't say that we're friends. We're more of acquaintances, but I've heard you know, nothing negative about this guy. And what he said wasn't necessarily wrong on its face, but it's something that I really just didn't super feel comfortable with. And so I wanted to kind of go into it. So here's the situation. This guy, he bought a property subject to. And so for those of you who don't know what subject to means, what that means is that he bought a house with some type of lien, a mortgage, a judgment. I assume it was a mortgage because most of the time it is. And he's leaving that mortgage in place. And so he's taken over payments. He gets title. He owns the house, but he's effectively getting built in financing whenever he purchases, which is a great way to purchase guys like one of our best. So he buys this house and he is turning around. And so basically what happens is he reaches out to me and he says, hey, I would like for you to take a look at this deal. Let me know what I'm missing and I'm going to own or finance this house. I'm like, okay, cool. So I take a look at the deal and he says, well, you know, we're not going to be closing for 36 months. And I said, well, I don't really understand. I thought you were owner financing the deal. And basically what this guy's doing is a lease option. And so the buyer's doing 10% down on a $250,000 purchase. So it's $25,000 in cash at closing to the investor. And so we were talking about it and he said, well, you know, I don't really want to give up title. I want to get the house back and resell it and then resell it again and resell it again. And we basically would call that double dipping. Okay. So that brings me to the point, do we want our notes to cash out or our defaults in our favor? And so let's talk about lease options versus owner financing for a second, because a lot of people I think, feel like lease options are a better transaction than owner financing. And the main reason for that is that people are scared of the foreclosure and they don't realize how big of a difference it is when you have a tenant versus having an owner. And so when you have a lease option, you have a glorified tenant, you still have responsibility for repairs, even though you can try to contract that away and tell the buyer, well, you're responsible for repairs. This is the whole double-sided coin of with ownership comes liability, okay? So 
In almost every state in the country, you cannot contract away liability with real estate. If you own the real estate, then you are responsible for the liability of repairs of that real estate. And so with the lease option, you still have a tenant, you still have repairs, you have more vacancy than you do with owner finance notes. And so I really can't find anything there that looks good except for this idea of, well, we can double dip on the deal. Okay. So let's just kind of look at it in terms of a five-year analysis. So we're going to take the lease option and we're going to take the owner finance note. And we're going to say that both are going to come to an end in five years. So the lease option property, they sold for 250, they got 25K down, and then they probably made a little bit on the property monthly, but then they have repair costs along the way. So we're going to say that the cash flow for the lease option is zero. And then the term is five years. So in five years, you fast forward with the lease option. And let's say that this guy, his plan works and the guy defaults. He's not able to consummate the sale and this investor gets the house back. Okay. So what happens at that point? Well, you have repairs. You have to put it on the market to get your cash. You have to deal with closing costs and realtors, home inspectors, and appraisals. And it's just all a bunch of stuff that I personally don't want to deal with. And the biggest commodity here that's lost is energy. It's like you're getting this house back again. You're having to go in, do repairs. So instead of having cash coming in, you have cash going out because you're doing all of these repairs. Vacancy and repairs are, are really in tandem most of the time. And so you're going from a position of thinking you're getting ahead to where you're really not. Okay. So let's kind of analyze that versus the owner finance note. So in my world, a 250K house, we could sell at probably 275 with owner financing, and we would get a, a certainly a better down payment. So if he's able to get a $25,000 down payment on a lease option, we're probably looking at 50 with the owner finance note. So we're going to have $225,000 in cash come in the future. And let's say that this is kind of a, a standard deal for us, and we have like a $75,000 note profit whenever we bought it we'd have a $200,000 underlying and a $225,000 wrap. So we have $25,000 in note equity, plus we got $50,000 down, okay? And so we're, we're kind of going through the numbers fast, but we're just kind of looking for a, a broad generalization when it comes to this, okay? So we fast forward five years, just like in the other. With the lease option, the guy defaulted, now you have repairs, you got to put it on the market, you have closing costs and realtors, and that whole process to get to your cash. With us, what we do is we get a phone call or an email from a title company saying, hey, Brad, I noticed that you have a deed of trust on this property. We are looking for a payoff on this deal, okay? So what we do is we send in our payoff and probably across five years, wrap notes appreciate in general. We probably have a $35,000 payday in five years, plus our down payment that we got on the front end, plus our cash flow across time. So I look at this from an energy perspective, and I can't for the life of me figure out why anyone would want to go and do all the work of the lease option to still probably net less than what we do in the owner finance world. And so really the job at this point is very, very, very different. The lease option guy has to go in and, and manage a rehab and find a realtor and, and do all of the things of going to retail to get to his cash. And what do we do? Well, we send in a payoff. And when the cash comes in, then we have our job then is to deploy the cash. So we can take this $35,000 payday that we have with the payoff of our note and 
then go and redeploy that capital to keep the cash flow going. And so I just don't really understand. I don't think it's unethical to have that model, but I don't even think it makes sense financially. And I hope that makes sense. You know, going through the numbers and everything, it's just, it's not there. I've got a deal right now where we bought this property for, you know, ballpark $50,000 subject to owner financed the property for 175 with just 5,000 down. Now the property needed an immense amount of work. There were probably an acre, maybe two acres of just old tires. It had a, a detached garage that needed some work. And the guy had a construction background and did, from what I could tell, some good work. So we owner financed him the property. And so I've got a hundred and twenty or so thousand dollar note position tied up in this property. He has defaulted twice. I don't understand it because this guy has completely remodeled the home. He has put a detached apartment above the garage. And a lot of people that are do-it-yourselfers, you kind of wonder what the quality of their work is. I mean, we've seen this guy's stuff, man. I mean, he did amazing, amazing work. It made me want to hire him if it weren't for the relationship the way it is. But I'm still holding off on foreclosing. The first time he defaulted, I put the payments on the back end. The second time I put the payments on the back end and I gave him a lower payment. So I basically did an in-house refinance and he still defaulted. Now, when he did all this work to this property, he probably took my collateral position from 175000 to probably closer to 225000 250, especially across the time of three or four years that this has been going on. And I still don't want to foreclose on him. And it's two reasons. Number one, I don't like the idea of foreclosing. Although you have to do it sometimes, it's not very often. And I try to give people every opportunity that I can to make things right. You know, people have bad luck, people get hurt, people get sick, divorces happen, lots of things can happen in life. And I would hope that, God forbid, if I was ever in that situation, that someone would afford me a chance, you know? So I'm trying to give people a chance. But that's not to make me out to be some type of pious individual because inside I know that me foreclosing and taking this thing back is just going to reset the clock on me getting my cash. Now, I don't want to retail out on this thing. I generally don't like to retail out, although I do maybe one or two a month. But it's not really where the money is. The money's in the financing. It's not in the fixing. And so over time, I have really come to see this in my business that the best way to do things is to keep the notes in place. Keep the notes in place. Let them cash out in their own time. And let's not try to take these things back because all we're doing is resetting the clock. Or if we're taking things retail, then we're discounting our notes to get cash effectively. So guys, I hope that makes sense. Not to be disparaging against this other investor. I don't think anything that he's doing is wrong. I think that he's just inexperienced. And so that's going to show at times. All right, guys, happy investing. Hope you guys are doing well. If you haven't joined my Facebook group, Investor Creator Community on Facebook, then be sure and and join us there. We've got a great group of people there. We're in there answering questions. I just did a video on the benefits of notes versus rentals. And I actually may share that on an episode, but uh, if you want to check that out, then join us there at the Investor Creator Community on Facebook. And I will talk to you guys soon. Happy investing. Hey guys, Brad here. Are you a new investor or are you a seasoned investor that enjoys the podcast, but you just can't seem to wrap your head around notes and subject to creating wraps as well as the various other things that I talk about? There's one thing that I see that is really common with most real estate investors, especially wholesalers, and it's this. If you aren't creating notes, then you are leaving more money on the table than you are actually making. If you want to change this in your business, then reach out to me at brad at bradsmotherman.com. We are opening our apprentice program in just a few weeks, and in this program, we work together 
on deals, one-on-one, and we profit share in your local market. Are you ready to have a real mentor instead of just buying another course? Reach out to me, brad at bradsmotherman.com.